Hi, I'm John Paul, and thank you for coming to my channel. Videos of all of the audios that are on this podcast are on my YouTube channel, uh, which is at John Paul Davis TTP. So uh, do take a look at that. There's also a couple of additional videos which haven't made it on as audios to this podcast as well, which you might find helpful or interesting. Uh, if you do like the YouTube channel, please do uh, subscribe. That would be amazing. Also, in terms of this podcast, uh, it'd be great if you could follow us, and you'll of course then be notified of any future episodes. Also, if you do like the podcast, if you could give it a rating or review, I'd be really grateful. That would be wonderful. And finally, just to say, if there's anything you want to discuss uh, following this podcast or anything you hear on any of the other podcasts as well, then please do, of course, get in contact with me via my website, www.thistrustedplace.co.uk. There should be a link to that on this podcast page. Thanks again for coming to the channel and I really hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm John Paul and a really warm welcome back to my YouTube channel. I wanted to do a quick video today around uh, Prince Harry and particularly around trauma. I know for a lot of people they've heard too much, seen too much uh, in the context of Prince Harry. But for others, uh, something really does seem to have struck a chord. And there's some interesting things coming up, I think, specifically around trauma and people talking about that and the use of the word. So I thought it might be helpful just to talk about a few points here on this video. The first of those is that a lot of people might look at Prince Harry and think, well, because of his fame, status, money, those kind of things, you know, how can somebody tra be traumatised in those in that situation. I think it's important to remember that trauma uh, can result from a number of different situations. We're talking about childhood, uh, trauma coming from childhood here. Uh, it can be that too much has happened for too long. So people have experienced emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. And when it's too much, it is that the thing about trauma, which is that our nervous system, the, the brain, the child's brain is not able to deal with what has happened, is not able to process what has happened. It just can't uh, physically, physiologically do that. So that's the too much of this. So you can have situations where there's been too much that's gone on over too long a period of time. Also, somebody's had too much too early. So you might look uh, at, for example, the, the loss of a parent here, which Prince Harry went through. And too much, again, the, the nervous system, uh, the brain, being able to cope with uh, and process the loss of a parent on its own is uh, going to be very difficult. So that can be traumatising. And also one which is often forgotten is trauma where somebody's had too little of something for too long. And what that's really talking about or looking at is a lack of something, a deficit of something, an omission of something, however you might f phrase it. Uh, and that generally would be love. And I mean real love there. So somebody might be attached as a caregiver. Of course, it might be the most devastating thing if they lose their child, for example. But were they actually actively, proactively on a day-to-day moment-by-moment -moment basis in relationship with that child, to the extent that that's possible for any human being, but with that child uh, empathising with them, were they uh, loving them from the point of view of uh, trying to help them through whatever was going on in their lives? Were they helping them with their anger? Were they there for them when they were tearful, helping them to process it and understand it and relate to their feelings? Uh, and as I say, to understand and process their feelings. Um, so love is really, really important. Uh, it's, it, you know, it grows the social part of the brain. It grows the part of the brain which is going to help us to manage our fight or flight part, 
throughout life. So what's really key here is not necessarily somebody's financial situation, not necessarily somebody's status uh, as they were growing up, or the, the material things that they had. I mean, those things being present can often mean that somebody doesn't have to worry about the more basic needs. They're not worrying about whether they're going to uh, have a, a meal on the table that evening. It doesn't, though, uh, correlate necessarily with growing up in a very loving environment. And if we don't grow up in a loving environment, if there's too little of something for too long, you can absolutely say that that would, might be traumatising for a child. The, the next thing to say there, or a couple of things, I do think some people have more of a sensitivity towards their environment than others. That's probably inborn, inbuilt. Uh, so some people are paying more attention. Uh, some people have a greater sensitivity as their lack of something is having a greater impact on them perhaps than it might have on a sibling. Uh, I do think there is that potential with human beings. Also, another key thing to remember if there is trauma present, uh, it's, it's of course what happened as well or what didn't happen, but it's also whether you were able to process it with somebody, in relationship with somebody. Going through these things alone, people are much more likely to be traumatised. So did somebody have somebody to talk to, for example, about the death of their parent? Because it's only through processing what's happened in relationship with somebody who has the capacity and the ability to do that. So another child, for example, is going to be, you know, compromised in their ability to help another child through trauma. But if there is someone who's able to help the child work through the trauma, to talk about it, to process what they're feeling, as I say, then that's going to really help either avoid or heal whatever's been traumatising for them. And then that brings me on to the second point that I would say generally about what's happening with Prince Harry. Uh, there's a lot of people talking about him speaking his truth. And I think most mental health professionals would agree that somebody who's been through uh, a traumatising uh, situation, as I say, whether that's things that have happened to them or a lack of something when they were growing up, that to be able to speak to trusted people about what's happened is really the way to move through a traumatising situation. I think things happen have to happen in relationship. I've said it a number of times before, but there is that quote from Anne Voskamp, which is that shame dies where stories are told in safe places. And what happens for people when they've experienced children, when they experience trauma particularly, is that they tend to think somehow uh, it's their fault or there's something defective or problematic about them. And really, the only way to uh, adjust that, the only way to process and move through that is in relationship with trusted other people who are going to help you adjust those sorts of beliefs about yourself and others and, and replace them with things that are more helpful for you in life. When a child is traumatised, what tends to happen is the shame that they experience silences them, so they're left with these beliefs about themselves and others which are unhelpful, unfortunately, throughout life. And that's the other really important thing to say in the context of Prince Harry, I think. Shame dies where stories are told in safe places. Safe places, I would say, are... Uh, trusted friends, uh, trusted family potentially, therapists, uh, support groups, online communities uh, which are about trauma. There's one called Trauma Thrivers which is an online Facebook group. People will often go into that, uh, tap away and type their stories and receive support from other people. The thing about those environments is what makes them safe and where people can therefore be brave and vulnerable is that the people that are there and who are present, whether that's online or face-to-face, -face, are there to help the person work through their trauma. That is the aim. It doesn't mean everybody gets it right all the time as far as their responses, but that is the, that is the aim of those environments. I think the difficulty 
reality with what's happening uh, with selling stories or even talking to broadcast media about trauma and the difficult things that have happened is that whether it's a broadcast journalist or a, a ghostwriter or another media conglomerate, they are not offering themselves out as anyone who's going to help with trauma. They might have empathy for Prince Harry when he's talking about it, but they neither have the expertise potentially, and that's not their aim or goal to help him through something. And I don't just mean that from the point of view of the criticism that might come from those environments and the difficulties that might come from those environments, which might make it un unsafe. It's also that what can be helpful about a trusted safe space, like therapy, for example, is that part of the process is tr trying to, over time to look at the effect that the traumas had on us in terms of how we behave towards ourselves and other people. So part of that might be looking at the ways in which we might impact somebody else in relationship to and what effect are we having having on others although we're coming from uh, that traumatized place of hurt you know also looking at what effect are we having on other people too and again media conglomerates those sorts of environments of tv interviews are not the places to do that so i think that's one of the main points that i would say is that shame dies certainly where stories are told in safe places it's very important to tell your story as i say so that somebody can uh, you know adjust those beliefs about themselves and others which they may have developed and built upon throughout life which are unhelpful for them but we need to make sure that those places are safe places and if they are not then the the, the chances are we're going to be re-traumatized and we are also potentially going to be traumatizing other people as well particularly if we are still in our trauma particularly if we are still in our wound when we're talking about them in those environments so those are the things that I wanted to say. I'd be really interested to hear what you think. Uh, please do comment below, whether that's on, you know, therapy generally, anything that's happening that you think and feel around Prince Harry, about trauma particularly. Do also get in contact with me via the website if there's anything else you want to uh, discuss. Please do like the video if it's been helpful and also subscribe to the channel uh, if you'd like to do that as well. So thank you. Thank you for watching.